I'm Mike with the Turntable Teachers, and class is back in session, here for another guest speaker episode at AOA Studios. If you're an artist, podcaster, or content creator of any kind, make sure you hit us up at aoastudios.org, book your session today. And I am joined today by a very special guest. You might notice her (laughs) if you're in the Boston scene at all. You should probably get know her, but if Mm -hmm. not, you're about to have to be put onto a treat today. She's the best new artist from 2022 for the Boston Music Awards, up for three in just a few months, and uh, (laughs) she's making waves out here. This is key. Hi, guys. It's so lovely to be here. I'm really excited. I'm so happy to have you. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me and inviting me in your space. It's a dope, really dope studio. I know. I know. Thank you, thank you. And I was a little bit out of the way for you. I know it's quite a, quite a bit no, of a ride, okay. but I appreciate you being here. No, I appreciate you. Yeah. Like we say, it's mass time, regardless if you're in Boston or not. I support the scene. Yes, I, I, I appreciate that very much. No well, I'm so excited to have you and just everything you're doing and everything that's been going on with you. I can't wait to talk about a lot of it. Um, so we start uh, the Turntable Teachers with the objective. That's the first segment of the show. We get to know a little bit about you and your background. And I want to start off with something a little bit more philosophical, if that's okay. okay. Is that yeah, is that cool that? with you? Is yeah. that something? I usually don't start here, but I've been reading this book lately, and I feel like it kind of connects a little bit with you, or maybe if I'm if I'm off base, let me know. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been reading this book from uh, Rick Rubin, if you're familiar with. with Sounds him. familiar. Yeah, he like founded like the Beast, or not founded, but he like helped like the Beastie Boys and like Red Hot Chili Peppers, mm-hmm. whatever. He's like a big music exec, Jay Z, whatever. Um, but he wrote a book. It's called The Creative Act. And I was listening to it the other day and uh, while I was meditating and there was a chapter that specifically was talking about uh, as a creative, you're really tapping into like your inner child essentially. And for whatever reason, you came to mind like very quickly. And I think it's pretty obvious given like the themes of, you know, your your child themes and all your your projects like Baby Steps to Terrible Twos Mm -hmm. and, and Child's Play. So I was just wondering, like, for you, is that on is that on brand for you in terms of like the way you think about music? Like, does that help you tap into your inner child? Or is there like a different yeah. reason why you channel like that, like those themes in your in your albums? Yeah, I appreciate you for asking me that question. I think with aside from music, with any form of art, you kind of are tapping into, you know, your inner child your like desires that you had when you were young and with baby steps and things like terrible twos and child's play they do have running themes of like um youthfulness and you know things of you know being in your inner child but more so about progression and growth and you know going through certain processes you know coming into my artistry especially with me being so new on the scene Um, With Baby Steps, that kind of was like an intentional, like unintentional project that I was just created during like the pandemic. And the name came about not because of anything with the content of the music on that project, but similar to like how you have the art on your walls, my room looks similar to this and I have a vision board I created a couple years ago in 2017. And in bold yellow words, there was um, Baby Steps, and then it kind of resonated with the picture that I have for the cover of me being in the studio that my dad had when I was a kid. Um, so 
creating that kind of was not intentional but as I started to create or build my world as an artist it became something that was intentional to me terrible twos was a project I dropped like in 2022 when I was turning 22 and it was my second project and then those it connected with baby steps and then with child's play I started thinking about okay within the music it's very fun it's very energetic it's very playful um but it it shows the progression and the growth I've you know I've had within my artistry and I'm continuing to have um which leads me to my project Growing Pains that I'm working on which is my first like full-length album and it it's still gonna be I feel like with those three projects a lot of people have gone to know me as an artist but with Growing Pains I feel like people will understand you know why I am the way that I am and get to know me as a person a little bit more introspective and a lot more personal so yeah, I do resonate with that. Yeah, yeah, that's all. That was a great answer, actually. And oh, I thank was, you. of course, um, I guess I was reading up on your, your new project, Growing Pains, that's mm-hmm. coming out, and that it was going to be a little more introspective. And I thought that was interesting because I, I find your music to just be so like eccentric and energetic and yeah. full of life, and just this. You have this aura about you on stage when you perform, but also like within your own music, there's such this like, uh, this on like on a like abrasive energy that you feels like you got to get out. But then yeah. like we talked a little bit off air about like you being in per- like meeting you in person, <laughs> you're just so calm and like collected and stuff like that. So yeah. like, how do you find that balance between, cause you asked me a pretty similar question about balance. So yeah. I'm, I'm kind of curious for you about like, how do you find how finding balance between like, you know, Kiana the person and then mm-hmm. key the artist. So I appreciate that question. Cause I'm still figuring out how to find balance in it all. I feel like, I do a good job of balancing my two worlds um, and like yes I'm I'm just I'm always energetic I'm always calm it just depends on the scenario and the situation but I feel like a lot of people are first has first been introdu- um, introduced to me um, as an artist and not as a person so you know people's perception of me and like having to show up in spaces as key even though things with Kiana may not be where I needed to be is really, really difficult. And to still show up regardless of any adversities that I may be facing outside of, you know, this creative space is a tough battle to deal with. But I feel like I've found a good way of balancing it all just through patience and peace and also honestly God and going to church and grounding myself um, just with where I'm at and what I'm doing. Um, so balance is something that I'm still figuring out, you know, uh, taking it one day at a time, one yeah. step at a time. Um, but it starts with you. And someone told me, I think it was my older brother, that it doesn't cost to have peace. Um, like so that. whatever that is, even if it's like, you know, I may be interacting in person with someone, but like knowing, you know, I don't have to give so much of myself. I have to give it to myself first. Yeah. instead of giving it to other people if that makes sense no it totally does absolutely yeah. and i think you create like a boundary there yeah a little bit too which That's is important oh 100 percent, right yeah. like creating those boundaries even with your fans or your music or other people in your life like having that is, is incredibly important so i resonate with that a lot um but you being so much more like so much more of a spotlight on you especially recently yeah um, i wanted to ask that a bit too because I'm, I'm curious with your your rise has just and i was interestingly enough talking to john glass about this at uh gold fest mm-hmm. 
And it was kind of a weird, we talked about starting deputy a little bit. Sadiq's in the background. Just wanted to give a quick <laughs> shout out to Sadiq, who's here, your manager, who's a great guy. And it um, really is. Um, and so I'm sitting there after your set talking to John about you, and we we're just saying, like, oh my God, like her rise has just been, because he's been in the scene a lot longer than me. So I was asking him, I'm like, have you ever seen an artist in the scene like this rise in the way that he has? And he's like, and he was like, he praised you first off and he was just like no i haven't Thank seen any john. we love john out here he's a great great friend of the show but he was like no i haven't seen this at all and yada 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 and then psa walks over and he points at me he's like you you're coming with me and i'm like okay <laughs> and he brings me over to you and he's yeah. like i remember he, you like mm-hmm. in, he, well, we had met one other yeah. time but like introduced us and i first like i think the first thing i said to you was like i swear to god i was just talking about you with john yeah, the class i was sitting right was- over there we were having a conversation but anyway, so long story, long winded way of saying my question, which is how have you handled like this sudden just spike in, you know, again, you were just saying like during the pandemic, you were just and I've read before and listened to some interviews of you just saying like you kind of were just putting out music just just because just because it was the pandemic. And, you know, we were all looking for ways to escape and creative processes and, and mm-hmm. different ways to feed that inner child, as we talked exactly. about earlier. And it just kind of like blew up for you. It happened for you. So how has that and this journey been for you to like see where you were not even three years ago or about three years ago to to now? It just it feels like it's it must be overwhelming in a lot of ways. Like how do you how do you handle that? It's or how have you handled that? It's happened like so fast and like the best way I can describe everything has just been like a roller coaster. Like I've had so many ups, so many downs, Mm. you know, so many flat lines and you know, like I'm just I'm just taking it like like I said, one day at a time. Um I I released Baby Steps in twenty twenty one of July and I got booked for my first show that following September and since then like my performance my stage presence has been there since my first like ever show so imagine them seeing uh, like people seeing me like that for the first time mm-hmm. people are asking me to to do a show after that and a show after that a show after that so it just kind of just was a domino effect and it's it's been growing so much and we were speaking about balance like with my artistry things have been like skyrocketing but mm-hmm. like me as the young woman that I am and creating a foundation for myself, that kind of rise hasn't been happening at the same time. So mm. it's surreal. It's a surreal experience because I'll walk into spaces and people already know who I am or, you know, have done research or love my music. And, you know, I, similar to you, how we were talking about, I wasn't aware that the scene was like this in Boston um, and that there were so many different artists, not even musicians, but, you know, photographers, videographers, graphic designers, dancers, producers. And, like, to be immersed in a world like that and, like, to be getting gaining the attention that I am, it's very overwhelming. And it's just so, so surreal. I honestly, like, I don't even know how I'm in this space right now. Like, I'm on turntable <laughs> teachers. And it's just, oh, come on. <laughs> just because, you know, I just decided to do things that were fulfilling for yeah. me. When I was working those jobs prior to doing music, you know, I was making money, not enough to serve. I wasn't surviving, you know, and I'm like not happy. So I'm like, I would have rather struggle and do something that, you know, fulfills me and makes me happy. So, you know, I'm glad to say that it's been two years of me taking music seriously and I'm pursuing it professionally. I haven't worked a job since December of 2021. I love it. Um, I love it. And, you know, I've been... 
like I've been able to manage it all um, with my team, like with Sadiq, my friends, my family, like having those people in your corner to tell you like this is something, you know, to push yourself, to challenge myself and push myself. So it's just been like, it's been a roller coaster ride and and I'm here for every second of it. So it's cool. Great answer after great answer. This is awesome. And <laughs> Thank I, and, you. Yeah, you know, it's the truth. And <laughs> I, I find like when I've the few times I've seen you out, like uh, specifically this most recent one, like I think we were in the middle of a conversation, and like someone like a fan came up to you and was like, "Oh my god, like I loved your set. Like it was just a complete." Yeah. And like I feel like you've just and just noticing how well you handle those interactions and like you handle it with such grace and such humility and maturity as well. Like I, there's not a lot. I think there's not a lot of people that would handle something like that like as well as you have and i know i know you're still you know figuring it out and you, right. like you said it's a day-to-day thing but like i think you have the right mentality and i and i yeah. just want to like commend you for that and just like from an outside perspective i really enjoyed to watch sort of your growth from afar I appreciate so I, I, that. I, I know it's the truth i feel like a big thing that plays in why i operate the way that i do is being able to gain what i'm you know, having and still be humble. Mm. I feel like if there were someone else that were in my body experiencing these things, they could handle it a different way. They could have their ego go to them and yeah. like, yeah, I'm doing this. I'm, I received these awards and yeah, I'm this. But you know, I, I, I feel like everything that I have, I've earned and I want to earn. I don't want to have things handed to me. I don't mm. want just people telling me I'm great, even if they you know, just because everybody else is appreciating me. If you appreciate my music, that's beautiful. If you don't, that's okay too. Um, But yeah, just being happy with having everything and nothing at all and just being content and also just wanting to grow is why I'm able to, you know, handle the situations that I, in the way that I do and operate how I do. So yeah, and even thank you. you No, of course. And even you, like, and like I said, I appreciate it. Even you coming here, you guys walked in, you sat down here before we were, we were recording, and you were just asking me question after question. I feel like I was like, should I turn the camera on and put the mics on? Like I'm being interviewed. Yeah. Like I just, it was so I don't know, unexpected, but also like at the same time, like I, I appreciated that. So I just want you to yeah. know, like you came into my space and you made me feel comfortable. So like that, that and you made me feel seen in a lot of ways. So like, yeah. just I don't just don't ever lose that. Cause I like won't. You, you, I know you won't, but like I just want to reiterate it's imp- it because those things are important to me. I, I appreciate um reciprocal relationships not transactional Mm. and you know i know there's a lot of people who show up for me and i want to show up in those same exact ways even with you know working with sadiq when we first started working together um it was important to me that you know he came he like i didn't ask for a manager i didn't source one like you know a lot of people out of you know just their belief and faith in me have came to me with you know so much love and light and I want to be able to you know reciprocate that in the same way in whatever way I can so when I'm coming into your space you know I, I want to get to know you and you know I don't want it to just sit down and be an interview and it's like yeah I'm just here like right. I actually want to I'm curious I want to know and I that's important to me so I appreciate that you feel comfortable I feel like I want to provide spaces where people feel comfortable you know can be vulnerable and and just be honest and yeah. raw yeah, no, I appreciate yeah. all that. It's great. Um, so thank you for that. And I wanted to go back to one one piece that I thought is, I think, really important about you. This is my last question in the objective is your dad yeah. and how in, influential he was, I'm sure, early on. And you, I've read that you would watch him make music as a kid, but then it sort of faltered a little bit as you got older. Mm-hmm. And I think 
you noticing that now at the age you're at and like where you're at in your career, like you're, you're going for this clearly. Right. So my, I guess that's kind of a two part question. Like what impact did your dad have on you as a kid, but also in your adult life as an, as a musician and as an, as an artist, but, um, how, what is his reaction to like <laughs> all of this now? Like I'm, I'm so, I'm so curious. My dad is going to have like, when he watches this, he's, gonna feel so fulfilled um okay so first question influence um as you can see in the cover of like baby steps my dad has been producing and doing music and just so passionate about music way before i was even born when he's a kid um he recently just showed me a photo because my dad has a, a few siblings and they had like this band and it's this old photo of them like in this like gear and overalls and with music so my dad clearly has had a passion for music for a very very long time so once i was born i've i've recently been told stories about how when I was a kid um, I would be crying maybe as a baby and my mom would give me to my dad to you know like have me just be in the studio with him to go to sleep and I would um, but I would I would often see my dad um, on like his SPs and like the drum pads and like all the old equipment you know have his friends come in and he'll produce and they'll rap over records and I just was always in that type of creative space. I recorded little like jingles and songs with him um, <laughs> with awesome. my cousins and some of my friends when I was younger, but all of those things are probably like gone now. Um, but funny enough, my passion for music growing up wasn't like literally recording music, but I was passionate about dancing and just how I consumed music and how it made me feel translated into um, that artistic passion. I was the captain of my dance um, dance team in my high school and I did step and I did a whole bunch of other things. So it wasn't until my 20s in the pandemic where I really um, delved back into music. And funny enough, I, have, I haven't like worked with my dad with music and any like yeah i heard that like, i thought that was yeah. interesting just because like he like is so ecstatic with just like watching me work in my own world yeah. and it's beautiful like my dad often calls me and he's like did you make music today where's a new demo like can you send it to me and i'm like dad i didn't make anything um but he all he tells me is like just keep doing music yeah and like watching this, he'll he'll probably be smiling and shaking his head and probably crying. But yeah, <laughs> he just tells me to continue to do music. And the time, I I, I want my dad to be a part of um, the Growing Pains project, whether it's production or not. I want him to be involved. I think that's important to me, um, just to have him just be in my world. And mm. I him doing him watching me do what I'm doing is inspiring him to you know take it on a little bit more seriously too. Um, because he hasn't been able to dive into his passion due to, you know, being a dad and what comes with being a father and having to provide for your family and, you know, provide a roof and food and clothes of course. Um, for your children. And I'm appreciative that my dad made those sacrifices so I can become, you know, the person that I am today. I would not be the artist that I am today if it wasn't for my dad. So I really do appreciate that. I love that so much. And it's beautiful. And on top of that, though, I almost feel like it's kind of coming full circle a little bit for him because yeah. now he's finding his way back into music, too, yeah. because of you. Yeah. So you're in a lot of ways probably helping him, even though you don't really know it. 
I and, yeah, you know, like I, I see it. I see it in his face, like when he's at my shows. Yeah. I see it when you know he'll always like and repost my stuff. He talks to all his coworkers <laughs> and everyone about. Oh, I'm me. sure he does. <laughs> he's like, that's my daughter, and I'm like, I'm glad that he's proud of where I'm at. Um, because in high school, like I was younger, I was like a daddy's little girl, but. You know, there's things that I've went through in my life where we didn't see eye to eye when I was a teenager and, oh, yeah. you know, feeling like I, you know, he wasn't supportive in ways that I wanted him to or vice versa. But now I feel like I'm, it's a beautiful thing that we're in a, the space that we are now. And I, my dad's supporting me wholeheartedly and my family is. And I'm just thankful and grateful that I have the people that I have around me. It's really, really beautiful. Because it's... And a blessing. Of course. And in a lot of ways, it <clears throat> doesn't quite feel the same way if you don't have those people like yeah. in your corner you know what i mean if you're just alone like by yourself like all these all these accolades all this attention like it doesn't mean as much unless yeah. you have the people that you care about around to to be there so yeah. I, I love that so much we're now going to switch gears into the main lesson of the show which you get to talk about what you got going on now Yay. uh so specifically <laughs> i want to first get into the uh no label academy you just were at at harvard i thought that was like really dope Thank um, you. i want to hear all about that because i'm fascinated by that so like for the audience and anybody that has, doesn't know about it or hasn't seen it before like what exactly was it and what was that experience like being a part of that Okay, so No Label Academy is a program that was founded by an artist from the DMV um, by the name of IDK. Um, it is a, well, this year it was a 10-day course where we got to stay um, in Cambridge. Um, and it was it's a music business program, so brought in a lot of speakers to come educate us about the, the music business and the format of the classroom is not traditional we didn't get any homework no, any test but it was incentivized so you know if a lot of it is just open discussion and you know sharing our experiences with one another and idk sharing his experiences with us and you know if we're paying attention and you know we answer certain things it's incentivized it's like oh go grab these jordan ones in the back <laughs> of the classroom you know what i mean so it was it was really cool to just um, be given, just chosen. Also, there's thousands of people that apply for this program, and only 23 got accepted. I was one of of thousands, you know. So I'm I'm really grateful to have that experience, and it was life changing. I promise you, I went into that program, and I did not come out the same. Like, it challenged me in so many um, ways. Like, we were waking up at 5 a.m. every... Our our days went from, like, 5 a.m. to 12 a.m. So we would no wake way. up... Yeah, we would wake up at 5 a.m. and we would train. So we would work out outside with um, um, a trainer um, by the name of Simon. I miss Simon. Um, and he was... Um, I believe he was in the military prior. So he's really, really pushing us. Oh, so okay. we would work out Sounds from... Like like six to seven, have to be at breakfast at eight. Class starts at nine. We'll be in class from like nine to five, sometimes a little later. And then we'll be in the studio from eight to like 12, one in the morning, and then start our days like that, really training you for what you're going to experience when you enter the industry. And I've met so many beautiful people. I've never got to really experience college. Like, I went to Northeastern for my freshman year um, in a program called um, Foundation Year. Okay. But I didn't get to stay on campus. And then I went to RCC for a little bit, Roxbury Community College. Mm -hmm. But I never really got the experience to, you know, 
learned something that I actually liked and was interested right. in and gained so much insight and meet people and network and be provided opportunities like this. And I'm thankful that um, I got to experience this. And it's crazy. The first year that he did it, artists like Neems and Tamara King um, were, in, were in it. They got to um, perform at the um, concert that he has afterwards. And I was at that concert. But I didn't know what I didn't know it was for No Label Academy. Sure, sure. I didn't know like who IDK was. I just knew Rico Nasty, which was one of my favorite artists at the time, was opening too. Yeah. Um, and I was there, and I rem I seen him before he was going on the stage that time. And I'm like, Yo, you have some really nice teeth. <laughs> Not knowing who he was or what the program was, and you know, I feel like everything happened for a reason. So. That was a beautiful program, and we got. I got to. I met people like Roddy Rich, Joey Badass. Um, I got to speak to Issa Rae, um, um, legends that like worked with Jay Z, and um, just so many different people, and it was really fun. We got so many like gear, custom gear with Nike and Converse and yeah. Jordan and. It was it was a beautiful That's, experience. It must be surreal. It, must it be was. Surreal. It like, was. Yeah. And I like after I came back from you know being isolated in that for those ten days and then coming back to my reality. I feel like I live a Hannah Montana lifestyle. <laughs> I feel like I like see and experience so much, but then I come back home and it's like I have to deal with this. <laughs> Yeah. He's got to be a regular adult the other yeah. day, right? At some point. Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. Um, it was really f interesting. I uh, I was actually, the week you guys were all there, um, I was with my cousin and his wife at Felipe's, and I bumped into Neems at, wow, at Felipe's. Wow, yeah, well, we were going to Felipe's. Felipe's is, yeah, is, yeah not a sponsor. Uh, if you want to sponsor an episode of Turntable Teachers, Felipe's, feel <laughs> free. Um, great burritos, by the way. But yeah, no, I like she like walked by me, and she's like, oh, hey, Neems, and she's like, like looking at me as if, you know, we had never met in person before. So yeah. she's like, I think I know you, but I don't know where I know you from. I was like, oh, I'm Mike from Turntable. She's like, oh my oh. God, hi. Like, whatever. <laughs> so we talked a little bit. And I assumed, I was like, oh, you're at the, you must be at like No Label or whatever because it's obviously in the Harvard area. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, it was so weird. So to, to wow. see her there. But anyway, um, that's so cool that you had such a great experience there. What did you like learn from, like, if there was one piece of knowledge or information or something that you took away? Uh, that kind of trumps everything else. I mean, whether it's from IDK or Joe, whoever it was, whoever you ended up sort of, uh, you know, meeting and conversing with, like what's one or something in a lesson that you heard, like what was one thing that maybe like stands out amongst the rest? Okay, so I guess, okay, so let me try to. So basically, I guess a lot of the things that they were teaching are things that I've been implementing so far within my artistry so a lot of my for me personally a lot of my experience was just reaffirming things that i'm already been doing and i one lesson in particular that kind of solidified that in my mind um um was when idk we were i don't know what the lesson was that day um but he had the whiteboard out and he was drawing he was beginning to draw a diagram and he started with a circle then he drew another circle um in the middle and then a smaller circle and i'm like i know what you're gonna put on the board he's like no you don't and i'm like yeah i do and i'm like you're gonna draw that diagram where um you, the middle or the center um signifies you and then all the other circle is kind of like your team or like the people that surround the artist then so he made me come in like um 
fill out the rest of the diagram. And the first person who taught me that was Sadiq, because we have lessons and Sadiq um, really like make sure that I'm educated first and foremost about everything that's going on before you know we do anything and I appreciate that. So when IDK started to draw that draw that diagram, it solidified like yo, I'm I feel like I'm 10 steps ahead of like everything that's going on right now. Everything that they're saying about understanding like your vision. Like the first day um that the lesson was vision and understanding like your why, like why are you doing this, you know, what's your story, you know, what's your brand, like who are you? And I feel like that's I know that like off rip. Like I feel like I'm uh, I have a good foundation and you know who I am and where I see myself going. Then everything else after like he said that was the hardest day. And I'm like that was the easiest day for me. <laughs> and if everything else is moving forward's cake then I'm exactly where I need to be. Mm. So you know, I have I have notes um he gave the, like they shipped us a book um called uh no label it was no it's um the first book that i got is this what was it called again 4d songwriter Songwriter. and then the second version came out um so i've been reading those books but a lot of the information like i've are like i've i'm i'm learning and i'm already implementing in my life and it just I'm supposed to be here. That's that. That's yeah. the biggest thing. Like I'm supposed to be here. I know what I'm doing, and like to just keep pushing and keep striving. So, it was so cool. It was just so cool. Yeah, and that's gotta yeah. be like a really awesome feeling to like be like, wait, I've done this before. Yeah. Like, now the three circle thing. I'm glad that's yeah. that's something that uh, is definitely an education. I've seen yeah. it's many teachers use that. Yeah. <laughs> so that's it's a good good strategy. But no, I I think it visually i think the doing that it really puts a perspective on like okay like who is who are my people mm-hmm. who am i trying to reach and like i think the big thing you said that i think is really important is the why yeah right? there has to be some kind of intent behind whatever it is you're trying to strive for or what you're going for exactly. and i think you know and then like you said knowing yourself and and understanding like who are you as an artist and what do you want to brand um i've i've just i think you i think you've clearly you've been doing that right You've been branding your music and visually and, of course, sonically in such a way where, like, you have leaned into this. Like, this is key. Like, this is who you are supposed to be as an artist. And right. it's clearly working. So <laughs> keep it keep it up. I love it. Um, I have a few more things to talk about in the main lesson. Yeah. But first, it's time for a pop quiz. Okay. So Uh-oh. in pop quiz, here's here's the deal, how this works, okay? Okay. So this is a series of rapid-fire questions. Some of them have to do with music. Some might just be about some things I may or may not have found out about you. So okay. nothing embarrassing, I promise. It's okay. all good stuff. Let's right, see it's all how, fun stuff. Let's see we'll if see. I pass. Well, it's a, the questions are mostly about you, so oh, okay. you, can, you can pass. It's okay. hopefully. Nobody's ever failed, I'll put okay. it that way. But I always get the same reaction, like, oh, what is that? Like, I think the, the uh, phrase pop quiz, I think, does not – have yeah. the good connotation <laughs> yeah, with anybody, <laughs> even myself. But anyway, <clears throat> so they're going to start off kind of easy and they might get a little progressively, a little bit more difficult. Okay. Um, so Round what's your, one. Say again? Round one. Round one. What's your favorite subject to paint? Like, what's your favorite thing to paint? I know you're, you're a big painter. <sighs> mm, yes, my favorite thing to paint. I used to draw and paint a lot of eyes and hands. Okay. Um, But not like with detail, kind of just like the shape. And anything just really, really colorful and abstract. I have a painting, like I used to take a painting class at RCC. Um, and my favorite painting that I made was um, this sunflower. 
but I really like painting just random things, anything that is colorful. But like I used to draw a lot of eyes Interesting. and like hands. Hands are really difficult to draw. Like yeah, they but say like, like hands are like as ta- like I have a lot of tattoos. Like they say in like, and I love like Ink Master and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And they said like in tattooing, like drawing a hand is like the most difficult thing because it's like you can really screw it up. If- like I would kind of just trace my hand. Okay. And then in high school, I kind of just like do the spirals on huh. like the fingertips, and then I would just do that throughout like the so little. So you get swirly. like really detailed, like, like very the- abstract stuff. Yeah. What's the last thing you painted? The last Remember? thing I painted. Um, that's crazy. <clears throat> uh, the last thing that I painted, like a personal piece, mm-hmm. I has a hand on it. I'll probably okay. post a picture of it on Instagram when this goes up. Sure, yeah. Um, Send it to me. I'll it's I'll it's unfinished, it. but it's um, a blue background. It's a sky. It has a hand. Okay. And then there's yellow, like, it's a yellow, like, swirly line. And I wanted to write, like, fill it in with, like, a poetry or spoken word hmm. or like some song lyrics okay. it's unfinished but it looks really really cool i'm excited ironically to check it out. it's a hand yeah all right cool I'm, <laughs> I'm excited to check it out all right what's your mount rushmore of horror films or horror tv series so obviously four on mount rushmore so you get well, your top four of okay. all time okay so tv series movies all right i think a good um horror tv series is there's two of them of course american horror story okay um preferably the the first seasons like the like season like one through five everything else after that kind of is like not as interesting to me and also the haunting of hill house it's on netflix oh the uh the house or the fall of the house of the usher just yeah. came out like a couple yeah. days ago it, wanna, it is also spooky season by the way so I, this is like, it, that's what i'm saying i got spooky, it spooky right <laughs> i have to tap into that um Sam, that's like edgar Allan poe like as an english teacher that's like when I heard that was coming out, I was like, yeah. I was nerding out about that like big time. Crazy! I was like, yes, they finally did something with Edgar Allan Poe. But Haunting of Hill House was, was fire. I know, fire. and I have to rewatch it again. I know, right? I, um, I like how they're kind of not to cut you off. I love how they're doing that. Like they're using like all the cons- same yeah. actors and actresses, like they did with American Horror Story. It's kind of yeah, like a new era of that in, in a way. And then there's cool. this trilogy, like movie, like scary movie thing that's on Netflix too. I'll try to plug it in. I'm, the name is not crossing my mind, but it, it's kind of like it's the same story but like in different time periods okay um it's like yeah it's one of those but um any jordan peele like um movie some of them is oh or any like um uh, any like what's the director um Ari Ari Aster, oh, like yo. like Midsummer, Hereditary, like Midsummer is yeah crazy. Yeah, like I'm really looking forward to both of them, like uh, Jordan Peele and um him, like whatever projects he has moving forward. Like talk to me, like yo, that like that things like that. Crazy. I know that's that what I'm saying. That shit was I wild. Is I haven't seen a, a part two. No, already soon. Yeah. Damn, I haven't seen that good of a horror movie in a long time. Yeah, like. A lot of the times, like, I'm a big horror fan myself. You see, for whatever so you know. reason, I just like like being scared. I don't yeah. know why. It's like a, I like you know late, especially in, in this this like, month yeah. October, right? You gotta have to. Um, yeah, that movie was creepy as fuck. Man. Yeah, that was. That shit and was I, wild. fun fact about me, the contacts. I have those contacts, but not. I was I was doing a photo shoot that has yet to come out, and I have those contacts, but I really like the like they make me look like animated <laughs> but then i seen that movie and i can't look at myself the same i'm like what yeah the heck? It's, it's creepy yeah okay that's a, that's that's a good that's a good amount of rushmore i like that yeah yeah i'm glad you said haunting a hill house too yeah, like i said I, I 
beautiful the production yeah. like Crazy. how it was shot like yeah. this like the plot all like, the cinematography yeah, yeah excellent the cinematog- score everything. yeah Excellent. Everything. Excellent. Beautiful. Actually, so what do you think? Do you do you have a? I'll go. Off, I wasn't on my list, but I have another thought here. Do you have a horror movie that has like a really like good score that you can think of off the top of your head, like the best score in a horror movie? That's just like so creepy like, and just like. Oh yeah, like, but like I don't, the music. I mean, oh like. Ooh. And I'm putting you on the spot. So anything on top. Of I'm trying to think because that that is important. Oh yes, any like any of the conjuring, like the conjuring franchise, like mm. Annabelle, like um all like yes, like the nun, they have really really good score and I feel like it plays a big role in creating um the the um the ambiance. The ambiance like the, of yeah. the film and it uh, it provides a lot of like they have some jump jump scares, but I feel like it really builds the suspense mm. when, especially when you're watching it in the theater, um, and having that like experience is cool. I think right. any of the Conjuring films yeah. definitely have a good score. One scary movie or a couple scary movies that I just absolutely will not watch: um, any of the Saws, any of the Final Destinations, and The Grudge. I don't like any type <laughs> of like um, Asian horror films because they just too like their folklore is too. Like I believe in stuff like that, so I don't I don't try to like watch <laughs> any of like, that. Nope. And then like any like slasher, like any slasher is hard for me to watch because mm. it's like I like spooky haunted stuff, but I don't like anything that's too realistic. Like somebody can like replicate if they wanted to be like a mass murderer, or, like serial killer. All right, so like no Michael, no Halloween. I Michael like Halloween, Myers, no Michael. Scream. My- I like the like the like the OGs, but like any like new ones like there's a thanksgiving horror film coming out soon yeah and it's like it sounds that. corny but it's yeah, like it's why would you people will probably try to recreate that yeah yeah oh boy yeah no oh boy yeah um <laughs> yeah, you know what i i well, uh, you said something about ariaster real quick mm-hmm. i want to mention like with that midsummer or midsummer however it's yeah. however it's pronounced that movie the fact that most of that movie is like in plain daylight and they still were able to make it as creepy and as scary as it was yeah like fascinates the hell out of me because it's, you... it's psychological i like psychological right. horrors like yeah a lot of like corny films now try to rely on like jump scares or like the darkness or like some yeah. type of creature but something that can really like mess with you and like your perception like horrors that mess with your perception like really really like yeah. i really like there's one it's not even a horror film it's just like a really crazy psychological thriller it's called enter the void have not seen it don't know that will have I'll you have question a lot about life and okay. i've suggested this a lot of, to people and the way that it's shot because i don't want to give too much of the story but the whole like movie is shot from first person perspective so it's like how you're looking at me yeah that's how the story is shot Ooh. and it it talks about um death and you know, just life, life and death. That's what I'm gonna say. Okay. So I would check out Into the Void. You can't even stream it on anything. Like you have to go on one of those sites. Let's, that's how like find it. messed up it is. Yeah. Shit. Okay. All right. <laughs> now, now, now I'm a little worried. I don't yeah. know if I should do it. But. And it like it's like psychedelic. It's like. Ooh, all right. I'm yeah. into the psych- that second. Uh, yeah. So cats out of the bag. Breaking news. Key and I are starting a horror podcast, movie podcast. It's so happened. in case anybody, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> What's the best thing to get at Sweet Piglet? Again, not a sponsor. How do you know about Sweet Piglet? Oh, my gosh. That's like your, one of your favorite yes. spots to go to, right? Yes. Okay. So there's two things. I'll provide a drink 
in a food. You're giving a meal. Perfect. Yes. I love it. Let's do okay, it. Okay. So my favorite drink from Sweet Piglet is a Thai tea. Okay. Um, a, a Thai milk tea with boba. Um, and then I get a Sweet Piglet in a box. And basically it's just rice with sesame seeds, um, pickled sweet um, radish, um, a fried egg, and then the protein you have of choice. So you can pick between Spam, Crab, Philly, and Veggie. Mm, sounds delicious. I get Spam. So I get a sweet piglet in a box with Spam, extra radish, egg fried hard, and then the Thai tea. Hell yeah. That sounds excellent. That's crazy. When did I talk about sweet piglet? That's cool. Uh, yeah, don't, don't wow. worry about it. I just—I don't think you did. That's I'm all I got to I'm a big foodie. <laughs> well, I know. Now that I was yeah. about to say that, I know you're a foodie. The next few questions are all food based. Okay. So, I hope, are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Okay. Um, I think this is the angle of this question. I hope I'm I'm right. Um, what do you like so much about Korean beef, and what's the best place? To, where's the best place to get it? Oh my gosh, Sadiq put me onto the Korean beef, and the place that I get it from no longer sells it. No, but the best place, if just in the all right, so the place that I got the Korean beef is a place in Dorchester okay. near Fields Corner. It's called Dot Cafe. Mm-hmm. They used to have this sandwich that Sadiq recommended me called a Korean beef, and he used to order it on an American sub roll, and the beef was just seasoned so well, so juicy. Had like um oh what did it have on it had like vegetables and cilantro and it was really good but i get the chicken teriyaki on american sub roll now it has the same things on it but it's really really good dot cafe okay that's in dorchester yep okay yeah i hope they come back with it soon hometown right yeah um there's a good korean spot near me the name of it's now escaping bab i think it's called malden and they do. Have you ever had the Korean fried chicken? Like banchan? It's yeah. Yeah. It's so good. I don't know for whatever reason the Korean. It's Koreans like double fried. To, yeah, yeah, I think that's what it is. It's the double fried. Like they know how to do fried fried chicken. Yeah. Yeah. Right, now you're making me hungry, Dan. <laughs> um, last food, food question. question. So, give me like the ideal or best key cooked breakfast spread because I know you love to cook breakfast yes. food. So like. What's on that plate? Okay. Like Sunday morning before you go to church, like what is, or after, right? Mm -hmm. You're probably eating after, before, whatever it is. Before. Before? I understood. Okay. So before you're cooking, before church, Sunday morning, what's that Sunday morning spread looking like? Okay. So um, the main of the dish is going to be something that I really like to, that I really adapted recently and I really, really like. It's a honey, a lemon, honey lemon ricotta egg toast. Um, Basically, I take, um, sesame, a, a, a slice of sesame bread. I toast it in the pan. Um, I make, I take fresh ricotta, I add red pepper flakes, lemon, honey, salt, pepper, and minced garlic, and I make the the cheese spread. I top it with the fried egg, um, tomato, and arugula, and I put salt and pepper, and then I garnish it with parsley. I'll have that as the main. I love making potatoes potatoes are my favorite food fries mashed potatoes so i'll pair it with some um red skin home fries and then i like to have my protein on the side so i really like these i forgot the brand but these there's hot link beef sausages that i slice and i air fry them and then i like to pair it with a nice fresh glass of orange mango juice Action Bronson, you're not the only rapper that can cook, apparently. So It's really good. And, like, I 
I'm so impressed with my cooking that I have this page called Keed Cuisine that I haven't posted anything, but I have a whole bunch of photos and oh, videos and stuff, and I should post it soon. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, I, like I said, I know I know you're like you like yeah, to cook, you're getting into that, I or do. you have been for a while, right? That's that's pretty. And if you want the the um, honey lemon ricotta recipe, it's on my page in my reels. Okay, yes. you heard it here first. I might actually be digging into that myself pretty it's soon. Really that good. sounds that sounds damn good. Um, awesome. Uh, so I know you didn't grow up religious, but you've recently like found your faith in your adult life. So and in your own words, like what does faith mean to you? And like if you were to like sum it up in the best yeah, way you can. I think regardless of if someone's religious or not, or if they are, whoever or whatever you believe in, it's just having, you know, faith and belief in something greater than you, that anything and everything that you want in life is already for you. You have it and just figuring out your journey and what your path looks like. And I encourage a lot of people, even if they aren't religious, to believe in something, even if it is just themselves, and have faith that, you know, whatever that you want to do in life, you can do it. And don't submit to the circumstances that you were placed in. The things that we go through in life are for a reason and not to let those things hinder you or stop you from what you want to do. Um, the obstacles that we face on a day-to-day basis are to strengthen us and to, you know, allow us to learn and to grow, you know, from certain things that we go through. So faith is just belief, and that doesn't necessarily mean in God or Allah or Jehovah or whoever you may believe in. But, you know, I didn't have belief. I didn't mm. have any type of like trajectory on, you know, what I wanted my life to look like. And now that I've found that, you know, I've found that my life is like these are the best years of my entire life. And I'm still young. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. as I continue to grow my faith um, with God and with myself, I I have faith that I'm going to be exactly where I need to be. Beautiful answer. I love yeah. that. Thank you. Um, so, no, as you said, <laughs> I cats. You should do me. like a thank you count on how many times. <laughs> I got always make sure I'll, that I'll clip like, it up. I'll clip it up. We'll, we'll, you know, we'll do a little. How much gratitude did Key and I have on this you know, episode? I guess that's that's. I'm big on gratitude. <laughs> Same. No, I am too. Yeah. I'm not religious like you, but I'm yeah. definitely like spiritual. Like definitely yeah. believe in some higher power, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And so I, I'm I'm right there with you. I think yeah. giving, showing gratitude, and um, in anything that you do, I try to like at the end of the week, like even if it's been a tough week, I try to sit down and meditate for that's even beautiful. if it's five minutes and just okay, what, what was I thankful for this week? Like that's, that's yeah. That's good. That's yeah. good that you do that. I try. Yeah. yeah, I'm not I'm not always the best at it, but or I don't do it as much as I should, but. I try to do it every week as much as I can. That's all that matters. Of course, of course. Um, You mentioned this earlier, but you used to be a dancer. Mm -hmm. And so I'm curious, like, how dancing and, like, your experience in dancing, how that has helped to translate in your choreography as a performer and different things like that. So I'm kind of curious how those two things have, like, kind of come together. Yeah, I think, well, I've recently recognized or realized that the way that I'm able to express myself as an artist is because of partially because of my background in dancing Mm -hmm. I consume like as a consumer when you're a dancer it's different than your average consumer so you're not only listening to like the lyrics or just like listening Mm -hmm. to the surface level stuff but you're really digging a little deeper you know into the production and hitting certain things and cues so I found that my style the regardless of what type of sound I may be rapping in is influenced by how I would approach it as a dancer Hmm. Um, so it's kind of cool, like the rib- the rhythmic patterns of like my flows kind of coincide with how I would approach a dance. Mm. So that's been cool to, you know, like 
understand about myself but also as I grow within like my live performances with bands and with dancers it it, it brings a, a different joy out of me my first time doing that um was at BAMS Fest this past year it's first time that I've had like choreograph like a choreographer choreograph mm. my set and then you know have matching dancers and you know being like i want to get to a point where like i don't i can't hold the mic like i'll have like the britney spears and i'm full blown out like dancing at like my own to on tour and my own show so i'm it's cool that both of my mediums kind of like mesh together yeah in a way that's that's all i love that yeah not, not a great answer how many times am i gonna say great answer <laughs> might as well count that last question in pop quiz you're almost there okay um so i know you've helped direct and also directed many of your music videos mm -hmm. give me a handful of creative decisions in hindsight now that you are like super proud of like when you watch one of your music videos you're like damn i like <clears throat> thought of that or like i helped coordinate that outfit or I mm -hmm. thought of that or whatever like give me a handful of that of ones that you're proud of and are there any in hindsight that as you watch it you wish like oh maybe I like would have yeah. done that differently or something like that because as as of someone getting into videography myself as a mm -hmm. music uh, you know shooting music videos and things like that like I've definitely had that in hindsight I'm like damn I kind of wish I would have shot that differently I think I'm extremely proud of all of like the videos and concepts I've created and um, we're able to execute there's two that I really really like the first one I would say berserk is a video I'm extremely proud of mm. um, conceptually like down to the editing down to you know certain like logistical choices within the video that was really really cool I um, I I styled myself I style myself most of the time um, my hair, everything. We actually worked in a studio in Lowell, um, uh, Finding Bright Studios. Oh, yeah. um, there is an artist there. Her name's Jaina. She okay. was so lovely to work with and been able to help us utilize the space. Um, but like that video was recorded months before it was released just because the editing was so tedious mm. and at first um colin who um shot it edited it but we didn't see eye to eye um with certain things because I, I had a particular vision for it so i went to an editor based in maine his name's uther moon okay um and yeah we we just kept sending stuff back and forth, back and forth, like how he chopped the video and then certain effects. I'm just really proud of that. And then the Like Ooh, which was um, one of my latest music videos, just being able to do a music video on top of doing an event at the same time was a lot. Like I've done events, like we've done events and we've done music video shoots, but putting those together was a process in itself and I'm thankful for the, my team and the people I had to execute it and have it come out lovely but there's one shot in like goo where the choreo comes in and like it's me battling me I had that idea and like the camera panned with my hand and like it reversed and it's me and I thought that was so cool and like down to like certain shots we kind of like made like a homemade gimbal that I attached, attached to my chest to make it seem like I was drunk at the party and like we like tied it together with the rope but all the creative decisions and all my videos whether they were mine or not I'm extremely proud of because one thing that I take pride in or we take pride in especially this is something that Sadiq said is making um something out of nothing you know what I mean um and like I, I'm very resourceful and I'm I have big ideas and I'm big on 
creating something big out of something small. And I'm really, really proud of my, my good ideas. Uh, well, that's pop quiz. Awesome job, Key. Congratulations. I think she gets an A. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're hearing the round of applause in the background. Mom, she clearly I gets an A. I passed the class. She, you pass. You pass no label. You pass pop quiz, turntable teachers. I mean, you're, you're good. I mean, like, you got everything you need. You're, you're fine. I mean, there's <laughs> nothing else you need to pass. Um, I wanted to talk more about performing because it's obviously a huge part of you and mm -hmm. your persona, but also your artistry and different things like that. I mean, like you said, you've opened for IDK. You talked about BAMS Fest, Gold Fest as mm -hmm. of recently. Uh, list kind of goes on and on. So, like, take me through, like, the behind the scenes for you of, like, your prep, your show preparation. Like, I'm sure it's different each show depending upon what you're doing, but, like, you know, I, I had a, I was actually on recently on the um, Enjoy the Thrill uh, panel for Master of the Chamber when oh my I did. Gosh, yeah, you I was, were on the panel. I was. I asked me. It was me, Adam Liu, and uh, Stephen, uh, and, and Rob as well from um, from Bad for the Community. But anyway, um, I, a question I asked them was like this question exactly, and it was interesting from the panel. Like certain artists would say, like for example, I think it was Trevo and. Um, maybe it was Nate, they said that they like never listened to their music before a show. Like it screws them up mm -hmm. versus like Sanye and Sosa were like, no, like that's all I listen to like leading up to a show. Like I just listened to only like solely my music versus like the other two, like mm -hmm. I said, didn't want to. So where do you kind of like live in there? Do you like listen to your music a lot beforehand? Is there like a certain routine or like, I don't say ritual is the wrong word, yeah. but like is there sort of a, 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 a like a pre- show routine the day of and like come a couple days leading up to it like what does that preparation look like for you honestly it's not even what you think i rarely like sadiq encourages me to practice but i don't need to i don't listen to my music before like i kind of just go on i'm like huh. all right i'm performing let's do let's <laughs> do it and that's kind of like i just enjoy i've like when i record a song if you ask him like i already know the lyrics to my song so it's not like i don't need to prep i feel like the only time i really rehearse or you know do any t type of preparation mm -hmm. for a show is when i'm working with a live band mm -hmm. or a live band and choreographers because there's other elements that i need to you know um be aware of because when i perform i kind of just let loose on stage and whatever energy i get in that moment and the the depicts on how i'm going to perform some performances are a little bit more you know laid back and chill and i'm not going as full out others it's like hundreds of people and i i can really just have fun like sure. i feel like the stage is my playground hmm. um but yeah um we pray before we go on stage sometimes um i drink some water and <laughs> that's really it there is it. there really isn't any preparation for me and i think i'm really i'm one of few that can say something like huh. that um i know a lot of my peers you know you know they do practice i feel like i should practice more like sometimes i've been recently i've been practicing with um my dj diva the genius mm -hmm. on like creating shout out Devo, creating an experience with people where it's not just him djing for me and i'm performing but we're interacting in a way where it's also entertaining and mm. you know it's creating that experience where it's not just me and him on the stage step separately but we're on this stage together yeah. so that as of recently is you know some preparations i've been doing um but most time i just like all right i'm about to just go on and let's just give them a show love that yeah that's super tight is there like a 
performance you've had recently that you would like have been super like ecstatic on how it went or uh, something that you walked off there like, wow, that was like a different experience. What was the last show that I showed that I did, did, did do? Was it Goldfest? Was Goldfest the last show that I did? Goldfest would have been in July? July. Hey, August? August? August, early August. Yeah. I think I was supposed to do Commonwealth Fest. But with that got canceled, Cousins unfortunately. Yeah, I so think, I honestly, the, oh, the, last, the last time I felt like that was at, when I put, opened up for IDK at No mm. Label. Um, just because it felt good to be back at Big Night Live after, you know, months of not being there from the Boston Music Awards. The Boston Music Awards was another one, too. But sure. there's very special moments where it's reminiscent of how I felt when I got off the stage for my first show ever. And in some of my interviews, I talked about how, like, for the, my first show, I got off the stage and I just remember just bawling, crying, and not because of I'm sad or overwhelmed, but I'm just so ecstatic and happy, and the sun was beaming on me, and I just felt like the pre- like I just felt a big presence, whether it was God or just I just felt the energy, yeah. and. As I grow and I start to do these larger stages with more people who are, you know, I'm get to know me for the first time and this is this is their first impressions, I oftentimes feel like that on stages hmm. or events like that. So um, I'm just looking forward to, to continue to grow. I want to do more festivals. I want to do more colleges. Um, because you've done a long range of different colleges, right? Like, yeah. I've went to Ithaca, oh, Northeastern, oh, wow. Wentworth. Uh, I it's not I, honestly. I've done a lot of shows. I've within the time that I've been doing this, I feel like I've done between thirty and forty shows yeah. thus far, which is that's in, crazy. Yeah, but like in a in a good way. Like I, uh, yeah, because I I think that's like it's funny. I feel like almost you you kind of went in the opposite direction of mm-hmm. like because there's no obvious, there's no one right, yeah. right way to go about it in this industry. We all know that, but. I feel like for you, it seemed like you performed so early on and you were such a natural. Everyone was just like, all right, let's yeah. just keep performing versus like so many artists have to lead up to that. Yeah. Like I know so many artists that are just, they've been making music for years and now they're finally like at a place where like, okay, I think I can perform this or like I'm at. So I mean, everybody's obviously in different in stages and right. whatnot, but I feel like for you, it was almost like a yeah, I was kind of different way. Yeah. I was just thrown. I feel like I was just thrown in and it's like okay i'm here let's just keep the ball rolling and i'm like yeah let's do this and it's the ball is just growing and growing and growing Growing. so i my i really like this music is way bigger than just making the music and performing like i really want to impact the world i want to impact thousands of people and i want to be in spaces where i'm able to touch that many people so Mm -hmm. You know, I want to become a legend. I want to perform at shows like Mike, how Michael Jackson or how Beyonce is doing her tour right now. And I don't know what my trajectory looks like as of right now, but I just know it's up. And mm-hmm. I just know that, like, I just want to, I just want to, I just want to touch thousands of people. Oh. I just want to move thousands of people. And performing is one way that I do that. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's the most important way that I do that, aside from the music. Listening to my music on its own is cool, but I feel like when people really get to feel my energy in person, it's a different story. No, nah, you get, yeah, like the artists I've felt personally so connected to is like when I see, when you see them live and they give you an experience, it's different. Like mm-hmm. there's a difference there between listening to someone's music versus seeing them live and like 
understanding like their like like uh the way in which they think about the music or the way in which they visually want to provide the music like and create an experience for people like i think that's like it's hard to explain you just have a different feeling walking away from a show like that where you're like wow yeah this is really really i mean even like i used to go to boston calling like all the time like when i was younger and um I would be there for three days and I'd be like, I, I know obviously artists I do want to see, but like, I want to just sort of try see to it all, yeah. see it all, find different artists. And like, I feel like I found different artists that I had never knew about. And from the first time performing, like I, that's what I think is cool about festivals too, is like, you don't have to know all the artists that yeah. are there. Like you can just go and, and experience. Yeah. Because yeah. that will make you a, a fan so much faster than just like listening to a song. I exactly. think, but because if, especially if that performance resonates, um, you had mentioned the Boss Music Awards. I quickly want to do that. So obviously, Best New Artist last year, incredible, like Thank so, you. so, so amazing. Now you're up for three. Um, what does that mean to you to be recognized? I know, like you, from what I gather from you, the the people you touch and the people you inspire clearly is more important to you. It seems, but being recognized like this, like in such a short order, like what do you think like that means to you in terms of? where you're at now honestly it's an honor um and sometimes i i often talk about how i feel like i'm in this space and i'm not deserving of it i know i work really really hard and you know i'm extremely passionate about it but sometimes i feel out of place of the things that i'm receiving when there's so many talented other people that have been doing this way longer you know where i'm from Mm -hmm. um so it's like it's like a Call it imposter syndrome. Is like, yeah. And it's very common. I've had it so many times. Yeah, you know. So, so honestly, still do sometimes. So it's like, I'm so honored. I'm so thankful, especially like three. I was in Atlanta when, you know, I found out. And mm-hmm. Sadiq also got um, nominated for That's Manager right. of the Year. Congratulations, Sadiq, so, as well. Well-deserved, clearly. I, honestly, I was more excited for his nomination than I seen mine. That's beautiful. And I was so excited to see a lot of, you know, my peers and my homies be nominated mm-hmm. and recognized, you know, for the first time ever um, on that level. Um, so yeah, I do get a little bit of like imposter syndrome or feel like, wow, like this is beautiful, but do I really deserve this? And I always, I'm the hardest person on myself and I always feel like there's so much more work to do. Um, but I'm extremely blessed and thankful. And I understand that like I'm in these spaces for a reason. I work hard and that, you know, I'm getting recognized for a reason. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm so happy to be, you know, recognized by the city of Boston, um, my community, it, it's a it's a warm feeling. It's really, really, it's really dope. And I just wanna, I wanna make everyone proud. You yeah. know, I, I feel like right now I'm a, I'm a figure and I feel like a lot of people are, are looking or have the perspective of me as like, I'm the one that's gonna make it. I'm the one that is, you know, gonna put Boston out there on the map and that's a large weight to carry right um and i also carry a lot of weight of myself so it's a so it's all of this is just super surreal mm-hmm. yeah so it's cool it's cool and it's like wow it's just i'm just like <laughs> wow yeah kidney candy, candy store like oh my god yeah, this, like, is, this is incredible what's going on <laughs> yeah oh well congratulations to both of you I thank mean, it's you obviously well deserved you guys are making major waves and things are just moving in the right direction like you said it's up and and i i just 
appreciate everything that you guys are doing. When you're talking about like wanting to still impact the community, right? Like I think that that's super important um, to recognize where you're coming from and like where your roots are. Sure. Um, yeah. Speaking of that too, like talk to me about like working with some artists in this area and what they've meant and what it's meant to you and like how they've impacted you as well. Like people like Clark D and yeah. Body Rock and like any, anyone else you've, I mean, you mentioned, I can't remember. Jersey Bonkers. Jersey Bonkers. Thank you. Just, I'm going to be tapping in, in with you pretty soon because I want to yeah. check, check you out. But um, yeah, like what have, what is that? But even someone like Devo as well, yeah. like what has it been like to work with these creatives that are incredibly talented at what yeah. they do and have been doing it for quite a long time? Honestly, it's been such a beautiful thing. Um, aside from like working with them, um, finding family and finding a community that is accepting of me in the way, especially with being a newcomer, um, has been like, it's just been a wonderful thing for me. I feel like um, it's cool to connect. I like, I, I'm still, I wouldn't say I'm still figuring myself as an artist, but I'm still building on my presence and who I am as an artist um, to my community and to my audience. So when I enter, when I get to connect with different creatives, whether it's artists like Clark or Body or um, Devo or producers like Gib or Latrell mm -hmm. James or Oompa, it's, it's been, it's been cool to enter their worlds and just gain a lot of knowledge and insight in their perspective on, you know, their artistry and, you know, what things were like, before, like I've spoke to OG Swagger Dick, I've spoke to like, you know, Michael Christmas, you feel me? And just like, just like not to come from someone who, you know, was a music consumer, I knew about Stiz, I knew about like the Bs and the Millies, mm -hmm. to like fully be immersed in it and accepted and like, it's like, I don't know, it's, it's cool and like I said, I'm a big on, you know, this is music and getting to know each other as an artist, but I know these people as people too. Mm. I, you know, well, I like went, your peers now. Yeah, that's, they're my that's, peers. That's pretty, I've, pretty I I went out to New York and, you know, like I was able to do certain things because Bori's putting my name out there. Um, I'm able to go to some a place like Atlanta and Clark. There's people that already know who I am because of Clark and mm -hmm. I, I always share and, you know, like spread and praise them whenever I can because I think it's beautiful and I feel like it's important to, you know, show up and show love mm -hmm. and, you know, be present. And I'm really appreciative of just having like just and they're super talented, too. So it's like it's cool to finally be in a space where people really, you know, enjoy and love these things as much as I do because I was once like just you know like I said working a job and it's like people are just worried about life mm -hmm. so yeah to be amongst so many beautiful amazing dope talented individuals is is a blessing and my last question and main lesson focuses <coughs> around Growing Pains, the album that you're working on, as well as the brand new single that you just recently dropped, Sick as Fuck, mm -hmm. which was which was pretty cool. It was like, you know, it's I, you know, I, I like when artists do those like little teaser singles mm -hmm. like that, that are like a minute, because I think it's, it's kind of a smart thing. Cause it's like, oh, like, I kind of wanted more out, yeah. out of that. You know what I mean? Like you'd rather want people wanting more than not wanting as much right mm -hmm. so um i guess first off talk to me about the new single that you just dropped and like sort of the i don't want to say inspiration behind it but like you know what you're look we you were looking to achieve with that maybe mm -hmm. maybe if i'm off base if i'm missing something there mm -hmm. let me know and then i want to hear about growing pains and like how that's coming about and and how it's progressing because i know it's 
a little bit more introspective than most things you've done. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I would love to hear, hear some perspective as much as you are willing to share yeah. about the process of, of, of the course. album. Of course. Um, well, what's sick as fuck, well, it's October. It's spooky <laughs> season. And I'm a very festive person. So if people really pay attention to the, the times when I drop, it's hmm. really intentional um, with my releases. Um, I have a lot coming um, this month. So that was kind of just to just to start off or like sprinkle in a little bit of, um, you know, the beginning of uh, this rollout, I would say, that I have coming. Um, but Sick as Fuck, honestly, was just like a freestyle or something that I did. I recently had did part of it on um, CWTFB radio. Um, okay, when so they sound kind of familiar. That's yeah, they it. interviewed me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had wrote that. I don't even know when I wrote that, but I was literally sick. Like I was sick <laughs> at home and I was bored and I didn't like, I just wanted to record. So literally I started off, um, the bar saying like, I'm sitting in the crib, I'm spitting sick as fuck. <laughs> and I just kind of built off that concept of, okay, I'm, I'm not literally talking about how I'm sick or I'm ill, but like how I'm sick and I'm ill, like within my artistry. And if you, I'm really just talking I'm talking my stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like really just setting the tone. Um, I really like the fun, like the playfulness in the bars. If you, I feel like a lot of what I say will probably go over people's head if they don't really pay attention. But sometimes I sit and I really listen to my stuff and I'm like, I didn't even mean <laughs> to write it like this, but I'm really ill. And I think that's um, a lot of like what Child's Play was about too, mm-hmm. about you know, I'm new to this, I'm playing around, I'm really, like, it's easy to me, it's effortless, I'm just having fun, but I'm still killing you, I'm still killing shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, with Sick as Fuck, it's kind of just that, like, going, like, I, last single I put out was, like, ooh, I feel like there's, right. my, my style and my music is so versatile, you can't really fit me in a box, so it's kind of going back to that trap, like, aggressive, like, expressive, abrasive um key that people heard and reminiscent of terrible twos and child's play Hmm. and just to start off the spooky season and some things that i got coming up because october 31st will be a year um anniversary of child's play oh wow so that's kind of cool that's right i I forgot about that um cool yeah and it's following up to i mentioned two um other records that have me on it this month one being Numbers is Off, um, off of Maystar's new project, Eisen, and then a single that I have with Strizzy Bonkers titled Run Em Down off of his new project called Smoke Sessions 2. Um, and and those, if you listen to those songs, it still has that like gritty, aggressive nature to it. But if you listen to the content, it's not like in a literal way i'm talking figuratively i'm talking about with my art a lot of this stuff that i'm speaking about is not to be taken literally like i'm doing certain things that i shouldn't or like promoting violence but just having that like like that cocky confidence Mm. and like my artistry is is kind of cool um and I really appreciate the process that I've been having with growing pains because of the contrast that it has. It's not so much of like me expressing myself as an artist and the different like fluctuations of, you know, my flows, my voice, sonics. Um, but this is really creating my world, not the world of key, but 
um, really immersing you in my world and my experience that, you know, I've been in my 23 years of life and, you know, talking a little bit about my story and, you know, my feelings that I don't really, that people don't really ask me about since I've been making music. I feel like a lot of it's like, oh, how are you doing? I love your music. Or, you know, can we work? And it's like, well, are you really asking me, like, how I'm doing? Like, what's going on Mm -hmm. in life right now? You know, are you okay? You know, what's going on? I don't get, I don't, I don't often get a lot of those like genuine raw questions. So, you know, a lot of that's just going to dive into just my, my personal feelings and the things that I don't get to express, not because I can't, but just because I'm not asked. And yeah, like I'm really excited and Growing Pains go like the themes. We have Baby Steps, Terrible Twos, Child's Play, Growing Pains. Um, and like I said, it is that youthfulness, like sonically it's going to have that youthfulness visually it's going to have youthfulness and that playfulness and inner child but as you listen to my music it's just all about progression it's about growth it's about you know standing in who you are and and being true to yourself and being unapologetic and not letting the outside world or anybody or anything influence you to be anything else besides yourself so yeah no and well, I thank you for the answer. I appreciate that. Because, I appreciate you. Oh, thanks. Oh, there, there we go again. Thank you, <laughs> each other. Um, yeah, because I think that was that was part of why I think initially I'd asked you about the or like a lot earlier on with in regards to the growth, like the huge spike, because yeah. you that that must I didn't maybe even see it from that point of view, but like like you said, more people wanting like some kind of transaction from you or just like that. But like you are a human being at the end of the day that goes through struggles and and real life shit, just like we all do. And, you know, your music is an escape, I'm sure for you and clearly for other people, because it is a little bit more gritty, abrasive, eccentric, whatever we want, whatever label you want to put on it. Mm -hmm. But behind all of that, there's a human being that, feels just like everybody else feels or, exactly. or, or has, you know, emotions and, and, and moments of, of pain or trauma. or trauma. I mean, God, yeah, yeah. we all, we're all, you know, have that in some way, shape or form. And I, I applaud you because I think you're kind of taking it into your own hands. It feels like, like nobody asked me about these things. So I'm just going to talk about them now yeah. because I want to, and I'm sick and tired of no one asking me about this. Yeah. So that's like a, like that's a brave thing. And that's like to put yourself out there like that. I'm, I'm really excited. I mean, I've loved your music from the start. I think I'm most excited for this. Thank you. Because this is, I mean, I love that stuff, but for me as a person, I mean, look at my wall. It's yeah. mostly introspective music that yeah. I, that I like most of the time. You know what I mean? In most ways, like I think, I resonate with that personally more. So I think that's going to be really, I think again, that's going to be your most vulnerable work. It sounds yeah, like, but exactly. Yeah. And I, I was going to say, I feel like it's important for people to resonate with mm-hmm. yes, me as an artist, but me as a person. And I think being vulnerable will allow uh, my audience and, you know, my supporters to get to know me on a deeper level. Yeah. And I feel like that, it, like connection with, and this is one thing kind of leading back to like the no label stuff and kind of fast forwards now, but as an artist, uh, music or whatever, it's the connection is important. Mm. 
And when we were talking about how, you know, when you go to a concert and it leaves you with a different feeling and that's like, that's what you would most prefer. It's because you would rather that one true fan over a thousand regular listeners. Yeah. And it, Damn, it's the, and it's because of the connection. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's why I, you know, appreciate um, the reciprocation in my personal relationships or with my audience or with my family is because connection is important. Connection is why I've, I feel like I've, you know, excelled so fast is because I'm not just showing up and I'm just doing the music stuff, but I've built actual, I've built actual relationships with the people that I'm meeting. It's not just a high and by thing. Um, And I think this project is going to move and touch a lot of people. I I honestly think it's going to save someone and not maybe from death, but you know, from lost, hope of you know dreams it's gonna save a lot of people and you know i'm really looking forward to you know diving into like just the process you know Mm -hmm. and just putting it out there i'm really really interested in how people are going to receive it well i'm happy for you first of all and for taking that leap and you asked me a question earlier off air and i want to reiterate it because you had asked me what's my goal for 2024 Mm -hmm. and I, it's interesting. I, I've always looked at like what I'm doing personally with my platform and and, and my creative whatever. You harped on it exactly, and I want to reiterate it because for me, I look back on the four half years I've been doing this podcast and all these things, and it is the relationships at the end of the day. It's the people that I have like become friends with like exactly. the music brought us together but now we're friends and like we're or we're gonna we have a relationship or we're gonna be in people's like in each other's lives and things like that like i have artist friends of mine in the community that like i will totally be inviting to my wedding like that's like <laughs> that i feel that way genuinely and yeah. like i've always said this and i believe it to my core that no matter where i go with this personally is I will always cherish those relationships most at anything when this when all this gets taken down and this is no more someday that is what I hope to take with me like in the end is those relationships and those friendships over anything else and I kind of am sounding like you're getting the sense that that's where you're at too with the you know and that's important to 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 fall back on and, and know that like that is kind of the point of this life right is for because we can't take our money and our accolades with us but we can take memories with us memories experiences yeah 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 so that was really well like i just thank you you that kind of reminded me of that i think it it is a constant reminder for me of like you know why am i doing this why am i doing why is anybody doing anything they're doing creatively like hopefully it has to do with bonding with other people and creating those relationships and And like you said it's growing yeah growth is so important yeah well i'm glad wow. i'm happy this was you. beautiful i i i appreciate when i actually sit down um with people that i know or don't know and, and yeah. just have in-depth and vulnerable conversations sure. and i appreciate all the questions that you asked me it was yeah. super fun no thank you thank you thank you like thank you yeah. just allowing me in your space and just giving me the time of day to, and just being curious about what i'm doing i oh. really do appreciate it no i i agree like I want to reiterate that like so much. This has been really, really amazing. I know we like, we've only met a handful of times yeah. and we didn't, it's funny. Like some people I have on the show, I know a little bit better than others. And like, it still remains the same that, you know, if you just 
sit down and have a conversation with somebody. It's, you know, you've definitely impacted me big time out of coming out here. Yeah. So I, you've definitely inspired me. So thank you so much. No problem. So it means a lot um, for you to be here. And I'm so glad you had a good experience here today. Um, that is always the goal. Um, not can't let you go quite yet. Okay. And we got to do the open response. And I know we just got so deep and now we got to like do something a little more fun and surface level, but it's time, it. it's time for the dream, dream song scenario. Okay. So I'll structure for you. You get a song, it's Key's song. You get one to do one to two producers and three guest features. It can be any artist in the world, dead or alive, who is on Key's dream song scenario. Okay. My dream song producers. Definitely. I definitely want to work with Timbaland and Pharrell. Um, well, you're about almost. Well, you met Timbaland recently, right? So it's only yeah. about, you're about halfway there. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Timbaland for Pharrell, just because I feel like they make they make their production moves people. Mm. Um, like there's one song by Timbaland, um, the with One Republic. It's like it's too late to apologize. Like I really, yeah, like I really like that. Bring me back um, to my high school days. Yeah, Keith. but like yeah, though they, I feel like they make music that can move people. Features, Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson. We've been getting a lot of Michael Jackson lately. Yeah, You're like Michael the third Jackson, one. Uh, Aaliyah. Ooh. And let's see. Gone too soon, that one. Yeah. She was something else. Aaliyah. Michael Jackson. This is going to be a very melodic like type of thing. I was about to say, this is not. A, this is like a and more like, on the side of Growing Pains. This is not a, this is yeah. not a normal key song. And... I feel like who would pair well with that? I'm trying to think of an MC. Like, I was gonna say, I was gonna say like Queen Latifah. Um, <laughs> We've like, never gotten Queen Latifah. That'd be interesting. Um, that's a that's a good question. I don't know who the third one would be, but like, if we're talking about recent key, like that's Growing Pains key. But like, <laughs> but definitely like Rico Nasty. Okay. BK Lavua. In like a like a dochi for like now, I'm here for the women. But yeah, those are like people that kind of in, like inspire some of my like OG influences okay. and like some of my recent like newer influences. Well, I think it would be a smash hit regardless of what it would be. Oh, and so. Doja Cat. Oh, like, Doja Cat. Or just... XXX like Tentacion. Like there's Ooh. so many people that could fit on my dream song. X or Doja Cat might fit with that Michael Jackson. Yeah. Not to like help you yeah. executive produce this, but like now I'm interested. probably Doja. I just watched her Hot Ones interview yesterday. It was really I good. didn't get to watch that. Yet. You should watch it. It's yeah. awesome. It was great. She handled the the Hot Wings like a champ. I don't know if I could. I'm a foodie, but I don't know if I could do that. You might have to though. At some point. I know, if you get to the point, point, like I would love to be. Like, gonna, hey, I interviewed her once. <laughs> it's gonna be. A She's funny dope. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, I yeah, I like a lot of my questions. I tried. I'm definitely inspired by Sean Evans as an interviewer. He, wow, because he. Brings, I feel like he brings out the best yeah. in people, you know. That's what I strive to do too. So but, you will do it. Um, yeah, we're going. We're, we're you making, are doing it. Thank you, thank you. And you are you're doing it too. Thank you really you. are. You really are. <laughs> this has been an awesome episode. Uh, thanks so much for being here, Key. Thank you. Um, all that's left to do now is just plug away. So what do you got going on? What do you, anybody you want to shout out? Any last things you want to say? And where the people can find you if they're just coming on to you for the first time? Well, I want to shout out my family and my friends. I want to shout out Sadiq. I want to shout out Enjoy the Thrill. I want to shout out um, 
everybody that's been supporting me thank you guys for watching my journey and supporting me on the way if you don't know me again my name is key you can find me on all platforms at key k-e-i and if you're looking for me on social media that's instagram tiktok twitter facebook it's at kiwi fruit which is k-e-i-w-e-i fruit which is an amazing handle, by the way. And a great fruit. Um, if you're coming on to Key for the first time, and just, or sorry, if you're coming on to us for the first time from Key, uh, you can follow us at Turntable Teachers on Instagram and TikTok. Hit up our website, turntableteachers.com, for all the latest blogs, podcast episodes, merch. You guys know what it is. Mm-hmm. And of course, make sure you follow us at AOA Studios and then hit up our website, aoastudios.org, to book your session today. Key, once again, Thank you so much for being here. Thank you what so much. What an episode. Much. Love it. It was amazing. It was. It was a great time. Well, as always. logging out. <laughs> as always, I'm Mike. That's Key with the Turntable Teachers. And class is officially dismissed. Oh. <laughs>